You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Have you thought about groups like the sororities at ASU and stuff, getting in there to give them some type of ability to defend themselves, not necessarily firearms, but something? We have talked about that a couple of times, but when it comes to schools, we're very hesitant, it seems, because it's... We don't want to be portrayed as fear mongers right. and it, we know it's kind of a delicate subject and, you know, again, not to get political because we, you know, I think everyone can come to the conclusion that we don't have an agenda. We're not trying to push an agenda. We are just all about educating and bringing people up to a level of awareness that can keep everybody safe. Sure. You know, I mean, the person who's a self-proclaimed pacifist in our town, once they get that um, you know, that news story that comes across their feed that says, wow, what would I do if, or what if, you know, someone says, ah, I, don't, I hope, hopefully, hopefully I'll never need to use a tourniquet. Well, I hope you don't either, but what if I'm in a rollover car crash and you just happen to be driving by, Sure. you know, what is it going to hurt to know how to do these things? And when it comes to schools, I just, we, we haven't tapped into that. I guess it's I guess it's considered a market, you know. If you See, want I would to talk go about through marketing. the sororities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, lot of, it's a great and, idea. And female athletes. Yeah, right. Um, I actually have a friend who was Air Force, and then he was a pilot for FedEx, and he's retired. But he—that's what he would do at the other university in Alabama. The one on the <laughs> that had those the one that you can't say the name awful <laughs> colors, awful colors. But anyway, he did it there because his. I think he had grandchildren, or his daughter. Maybe it started when his daughter was there, and the president of one of the sororities was actually murdered. Wow! And he he had come up with a there was I don't even know if they still make them. It was something called a spiky. Okay. That was made by an Israeli friend of his, and it was the coolest thing. And I have one somewhere around here. And he would go in and teach them how to use this thing. It was just plastic. It would go on your, your keychain. Sure. But you could kill somebody with it. I remember Marshall when I got mine. Being the Marine, you can't hurt anybody. I popped him in the chest with that thing, and he was oh, backing up. He's going as commander, going, what happened was my mom stabbed me in the chest. And um, But, you know, to to just even go through the awareness stuff of not digging around in your purse and what you can do with keys on a check, slinging keys. I mean, there's so many things that they just a lot yeah. of times don't think about. Because, yeah, I mean, and we've we've talked to, like, for example, churches, like mm-hmm. after the White Settlement Texas shooting. Yes. Um, you know, it was live streamed. We had we had, num- we had numerous churches reach out to us. We've even had schools reach out to us. And, you know, like the Stop the Bleed program. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, wait, the, we're not talking about active shooter. I'm like, wait, what? Are, we're not talking about active shooter. I'm talking about a bleeding control program for your school. You have a fire extinguisher. You have an AED for, for a cardiac. What yeah. about a major bleeding incident? Like, sure. yeah, again, we, we, what's the what's the propensity of us having active shooter? I'm like, wait, are we speaking the same language? Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, bleeding probably <laughs> doesn't have to be gunshot wounds, correct? Involved, yeah. right? You could you could have you have you have an auto shop in your school. You have sure. a wood shop in your school, right? Right. If you put your hand in a in a metal lathe or a wood lathe, sure. You put your hand in it. It, it, won't a, out. it won't come back. It won't come back You have a playground. Sure. You have a playground. Exactly. Kid falls and has a compound fracture. Sure. And then severs severs an artery. Like yeah. we're talking about life threatening bleeding. Um, and so you know, the, like we talk about, like the number one, and that's where the stop the bleed program comes in. Is is the number one cause of death after an injury is preventable bleeding. Right. And you look at two seminal moments, <clears throat> like Sandy Hook. Right. Yep. Sandy Hook was the genesis of the Stop the Bleed program mm-hmm. because at, before that there was no there was no systemic um, process and course for the general public for bleeding control. Right. We had TECC, which is Tactical Emergency Casualty Care for our first responders, our sure. law enforcement fire. You had TCCC, Tactical Combat Casualty Care for our military, but civilians didn't have that. Yep. And a majority of the victims in Sandy Hook died from preventable bleeding. A majority wow. of them wow. that they could have been saved. 
Then fast forward to almost a little over four years ago, three days ago, October 1st, the Route 91 Festival. Right. So you have the Route 91 Festival, 867 casualties, casualties and 58 dead. Wow. There's one death that didn't matter and that was the, other, the guy that was right. shooting. Um, but 58 dead. They did, after they did an after action, which is on our website, we have a 65 page, um, 65 page after action nice. uh, posted on our resources page. There was one person that died of preventable death. Wow. One. Mm. That means the rest of them perished and there was nothing we could do. And it doesn't mean that their lives were any less tragic. Sure. But we can only save the ones we can save. Sure. And a lot of that, and if you look at the after action, really the one of the most poignant parts of that after action, it's 65 pages, was the was FEMA talking about and and uh, a doctor talking about uh, citizens, right? Off. So these were off-duty police officers that were patronizing the Jason Aldean concert that night. Yep. Off-duty police officers, off-duty fire, off-duty EMS. For uh, so your your active duty military reserve guard veterans. Yep. Right, and then people that come to our classes that are either starting or continuing their journey as a guardian sure that were saving lives that night so they actually had medical gear or they were making improvised tourniquets improvised chest seals saving lives yep and then picking people up stealing pickup trucks uber drivers were waiving their fees to get people out of that scene yep and driving them to the nearest hospital and dumping the pile of flesh yeah. into the front of the hospital and then driving wow. back and doing it over and over and over again. Yeah, and, that was a crazy situation. The sad state of, state of affairs is they actually admit that the on-duty response was completely overwhelmed. Rightfully so. Sure. You had thousands of concert goers. Sure. And they even admit that Clark County, who has a, who had a very progressive and very reputable mass casualty emergency action plan, completely overwhelmed. Yep. And it was people, and it and this is where I get on my soapbox. It sucks. That it takes seminal moments like 9-11 and Route 91 to bring our communities together. People to pay attention. Right. The hashtag Vegas Strong is yep. not just a stupid hashtag. Right. It was a, like I always say, it's a community that was attacked mm -hmm. and a community that came together that day. Sure. Regardless of race, what what gender they identify as, what Absolutely. pronoun they use, you know, all of those factors. Right. And it's yeah. and like you look at the crew we have here. Right. It didn't matter who they were. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter who we were helping, you know, it was just. And that, that's really interesting what Josh was saying about, you know, with the stop the bleed and that's like the aftermath. How do we get people to kind of step up and realize that you can, it just takes a little bit of knowledge to, to help in a situation like that where a lot of times people are just frozen in fear because they just don't know right. when one little class they could act. But on the other spectrum of that is what you mentioned earlier about awareness yeah about you know sorority girls or young college girls or even high school heck even grade schoolers that you know a guy drives by in a weird van mm -hmm. and they you know someone gets snatched uh the awareness levels i think it's the most simple thing that we could teach anybody is yes. to be more aware of your surroundings and that's where it starts and almost expose them to a certain amount of violence so they know what it feels like and we all have that sixth sense sure. especially women we talk about women's intuition sure and the one of the best books i've ever read in my entire life it changed my life forever it's called the gift of fear yes i don't know if you've read oh, it yeah but yes, by gavin, gavin de becker yes amazing 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 book i i read that i think a couple years after i had um become an air marshal because mm -hmm. i was flying around the world, so I had all the time yeah, in the world to read. Yeah. Yeah. Bin Laden wasn't on every flight. I just wonder if I'd understand that. Well, yeah, we didn't have to stare, you know, at the cockpit 24-7. Uh, we could we could do everything but uh, drink and sleep. You know, right. you could watch a movie or whatever as long as you were paying attention. But anyhow, um, yeah, that, that book changed my life, and I wish I would have read it, you know, the day it came out. It's I not about I, paranoia. No, it's, it's not. about reality. Correct. Well, I think what, like what I was getting at with Josh is, you know, it, it takes a, a really, um, you know, traumatizing event, say 
you know, going back to like a sorority group, right? Mm -hmm. It's really hard for us to walk on campus and go, listen, girls, you need this training and it's going to benefit you. And it's, it's only going to make you more aware and which is good. Sure. Better to have it, not need it, and then need it, not have it. Right. It's hard for us to kind of break that threshold without an incident to where you can go, Hey, so my friend was attacked. So now I feel like I need this training. Mm -hmm. And if they've never gone through that, they think, well, I don't, I'm good. Yeah. But you know, uh, it's having, not going to happen to me. But having been in a sorority, um, a very large one at the University of South Carolina, I guarantee if you got into one of their meetings and said, yeah. how many of you have ever been in a situation where you felt uncomfortable? Correct. Mm -hmm. And because it could have been on a date, it could have been walking from the library back to their dorm or whatever. It could have been... And I guarantee you, somebody will come up with something that they've had that starts that conversation. Right. And that, because again, I think my real awareness became heightened. Well, first of all, it became heightened when we lived in New Orleans, worked in New Orleans and lived on the North Shore and all the DEA agents, yes, Bill Dodge, I'm talking about you, would try <laughs> to sneak up behind me to see if they could hit their lights and start. So I'm constantly watching for them. And I'd let them get up close, and then I'd wave in my rear view mirror, and you could see them going, dang it. <clears throat> and then when the kids' lives were threatened, then I had to become mm -hmm. the protector. The mama bear. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so I thought then, you know, I've got to find, tune my skills because they're with me the majority of the time. And sadly, it shouldn't even have taken that, to be honest yeah. with you. But It takes a catalyst, usually. That's but, the sad state of affairs. But now with the state of the world... It, there are lots of catalysts Correct. out there. Right. Correct. And the releasing of people from prison. Yeah. And all of that stuff. It just it's it's something that needs to be brought and sometimes you just have to bring it to someone's attention. Yeah. And it, it's a it's a fine line. We're always it is. we're always on that fine line because it's, you know, the big the big stigmas, I guess, that we have uh with our company is, oh, you're the gun people. Right. I'm like <laughs> Right. I get that. Okay. Okay. You're right. You dropped the G bomb gun gun. Um, but it, you know, there's, there's more to that. Sure. Like I, I can say this to the, the group, right? Um, how many times you've, you've ever been in a situation and it's like really bad. And you look back and go, man, I didn't even have, probably have to be into that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Right. Sure. Like in the police, police career. Right. And especially in law enforcement, you're like this. Man, if I would have just taken like a tenth of a second, it, it's not that you didn't do anything wrong administratively. You didn't do anything wrong right. criminally. Right. It was a tactics based sure. move sure. that you walked in, you went, and then you get your butt beat and you look, you look at your partner and go, yeah, how, how did we get through that? Like, how, I did everything wrong. Like, from right. a tactics. And luckily, it turned right? out. Right. And that's with like, training. Right. Correct. But how many times do you walk around in the grocery store and, parking lot and see women digging in their purse? Correct. Or and, just with their head or, buried yeah. in their phone. And, and but buried in their phone. But it's almost inversely proportionate, right? So if you're not trained, you're you're ignorant to the the dangers that you're in. Yes. But then you know, then you get the training and you're you know, you're you feel like you're you got that two years in, right? I'm off probation. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's usually when it happens, like I'm off probation. <laughs> I'm super cop. I'm yeah. ten King of the world. Right. Well, because you haven't met me yet. Yeah. Well, because you graduate from the academy. Everybody's done it. I mean, Tom, you've probably been a field training officer, right? You, yeah. you train people. Karen's trained people in, in the law enforcement world. And you've looked and, you know, they graduate from the academy. You're a field training officer, the veteran officer. And that guy or gal drag graduates from the academy. And what do they look like? 12 year old that want to make a wish kid, right? They want to be a cop for a day. And they look at you and go, I'm a real police officer. I'm like, no, you not are not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're like this. No, you are not. Yeah, I was where you were one time. Yeah. I remember yeah. being young that. and dumb. Right? That's cute. And their and their 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 uh their name tag says serving since breakfast. Right? <laughs> you know, and, and their badge is all shiny because you haven't gotten in a street fight and yeah. sure. their leather gear still creaks because it hasn't been form fit. <laughs> And, sure. and then they're like, we're going to drive fast. And I'm like, we're going to die. We're, we're all <laughs> yeah. going to die. And then you, you know, they think they got it. And then you got to let the birdie fall from the nest. Absolutely. And then they become scared and, you know, not scared, but they become a little more controlled, but then they, they leave FTO. Mm -hmm. Right. And they get a couple years on, you know, a couple critical incidents. And they're like, I think I got this. And they think that they're ready for it. And I've been there. Right. Sure. And then they get surprised. They get surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's. And so then you feel like you're 10 foot tall and bulletproof and then you, and then you catch one across the bow and you're like, Ooh, right. I must've missed that class. <laughs> right? 
right? It's it's it, it, that's the school of hard knocks. Yes, yeah. that's it. It's it's the school of working the streets. But you and, can't train people for everything. No, that, you can't. Every situation. Well, and that's that 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 balance between training and experience. Sure. It's the true. How do we how do we transcend that training? Um, especially in the civilian world, it's tough because you know law enforcement world. Our our job is you know our job is you know, to go find problems. You know right. to go. You know, to be a good street cop, right? We know, I think everybody in this room knows what a good street cop is. Sure. That's, I, I hope, sadly, it's, I think that's becoming a, uh, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like the curmudgeon, you know, like, the corrupt, it's it's like changing. you're a salty the past, dog, yeah. right? I mean, the, the proactive patrol, like, let's go out and let's not, let's, let's go find bad guys. Yeah. Right. That's our job. Right. Well, um, it used to be. It used to be. Um, I still believe it. I think it'll um, swing back. I think the pendulum hopefully yeah. will It's swing. always swinging. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's, but you know. You know, you, you get those couple years and, and, and Chris's, Chris's incident really hit me hard because, um, you know, Chris was a hard charger. Yes. A really hard charger. And there's been some times him and I will look back and like, I was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb. Then it wasn't because we did anything wrong. Right. Right. We didn't do anything administratively wrong. We didn't do anything illegal. It was just like, yep, too freaking Two freaking type A knuckle dragger Neanderthals. Yep. You know, we have the Maslow. in hard. Correct. We have the Maslow's hammer, right? If you have that hammer, you'll always oh, yeah. see his nails, right? Yep. Instead of we could have just done this with a scalpel. But- well, it's like I was telling y'all too yesterday about the co- conflict in my brain of what I was initially told happened to Chris. Yeah. And that image of him being caught off guard. Yeah. And the comfort it gave me knowing he wasn't yeah. and he was in the fight trying to get himself out of the way versus some guy who just bulldozed him over completely off guard. That The horror. I I can't even explain it to people. Yeah. The nightmares I had for those couple of nights till I was told exactly. Because it's just so ingrained in my head that you have to be aware of your surroundings. And that's... And that's Especially the thing. And I knew that to be exactly. him. And I knew that to be right. him. But, you that know, was always Chris. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's the thing. It's like, there are people that, that like, for example, real realtors, we have a realtor safety seminar. Good. I tell, I tell people this, and it, a lot of that I started that teaching at was after Beverly, uh, um, Carter, Beverly Carter was, was abducted by yes. a couple, right? by a male and a female yep. raped yep. And, and left for dead. And, and they wanted a, a certain organization wanted me to start teaching it. And then we start teaching it. And I started my, I, you know, I didn't have my, my secret weapon here because a majority of, of, uh, realtors, a majority of realtors are female. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, I, I was teaching it without my secret weapon, Karen, who again, it, it's, it's only a guy can get so far and it's not a misogynistic thing. It's not a chauvinistic thing. It's sure. where I realized it was when I was learning to be a, a refused to be a victim instructor. And it was a, it was a lady instructor and she's like, you know, men can only understand this. And I was kind of like, I was taken aback by it. It's like, okay, of all the men in this room, have you ever walked out into a parking lot and thought you were going to get raped? Right. And I'm like, <laughs> you're laughing. Because you're like this, you're like, no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. I can honestly no. say that never crossed your right. mind. Now, before I was hired with Tempe, I got hired by DOC. I was in the oh, academy. That, was, <laughs> that's go, a different subject. I had to go work one day in the jail. Yeah, that's in a the different prison. subject. And when I walked in there, I thought, this could be that day. <laughs> Touche. I was like, come on, Tempe, please, please. Thank you, Tom. I've never heard of that. Yeah. But what That's happened great. was in prison, <laughs> yeah, right. one time at prison camp, a yep. big, tall, strapping guy like Tom <laughs> thought he was going to get raped. Right. There was your exception to the rule. Yeah. Absolutely. But I may it's use true. That. But, it's, but it's true, right? And and so, you know, I, I told I told the realtors, and my, my dad, my late dad was, was a real estate broker, and he was not a very big man. And, you know, I, I, I started without us. You people are nuts. They find out who my background is, and they're like, you people are psychotic. And they're like, they're taken aback. I said, you meet unknown people at unknown locations, right? For an unknown amount of time, typically unarmed and untrained. Sure. Right, Tom. Okay, so, hey, Tom, we're going to go over here. <laughs> yeah. No, you're going to go over here. It's like, it's like yeah. hey, Tom, we're, you're going to go over here. The first question is, where are we going? Where? Right? Yeah. I can't tell you. Well, and then I go, well, who? you're probably going to go, yeah. who are we going to meet? Yeah, what are we going there for? Well, I don't know. I can't tell you that. <laughs> okay. What do they look like? I don't yeah. know. Can I? And are, then, are you armed? No. Can I be? No. <laughs> oh, and by the way, before you go, 
I'm going to lobotomize you of all the training experience oh, that you've man. had in your entire career. Right. Yeah. And, I, and it, and it, so like, are you going to sign up for that? No. no, no matter how much the commission is right. Or how much, and it, the sad state of affairs is, and it's no disrespect, but that's a majority of them. Sure. And there's a lot of, and then there's a lot of real estate agents in the, in the state, because like you said that you don't have to have a concealed carry permit to carry. Right. And because they think they have a firearm. They're safe. That they're safe and prepared. It'll because used on them. Because Tom, you know, we've kept, my wife and I have had this conversation, but Tom, you've, you've never pointed a gun at somebody and say, they say, shoot me. Go ahead, shoot me. You've never had that happen before. Oh, no. No, <laughs> because every time you point a gun at somebody, they run away, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it, it's no disrespect, but there are people that think that if you point a gun at somebody, that I'm going to scare them and run, and they're going to run yeah, away. No, they're sure. more likely to say, uh, "Now that you've since you've pulled that gun, you better be prepared to use it." Correct, correct, yeah. and, and that's the thing. Oh, you brought a gun to the party? Great. Yeah. Cool. Well, well and let me, TV let me show mine. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> and TV <laughs> hasn't helped us any. Right. Yeah. No. Because no. TV makes it look like it's not a big deal either. Correct. Right. That's one of the reasons why it's hard to watch cop shows. It is. Because it's like everything's just so dang perfect. Sure. Right? You, sure. You, the crime happens. You pick up the bad guy. You find him. Within five hours, you bring him in for questioning. He, well, it's like one of the things know. I tell law enforcement couples when I teach is, you know, when you have children, get them out to shoot, but don't shoot paper targets. Yeah. A hole in a piece of paper does not tell a child what a round will do. Shoot oranges, shoot cantaloupe, shoot things that go blah. Yeah. Right. Because that instills in them what that will do. But a hole True. in a piece of paper, and then you add video games to it and that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, let's just have fun. Shoot things that blow up. Things blow up. <laughs> well, there you right. go. Now well, you're talking and the real way, stuff. But. Exactly. And, and that's where my dad, my dad, I you know, I did it for... My dad has, my dad had twin boys. Like I, I, yes, I have a person out there that is equally as ugly and stupid as oh I am. Oh my God. An identical <laughs> twin beard, brother. And you sound alike too. I bet his beard scary. looks But I'm less high strung though, right? <laughs> yeah, Because he takes it to a different level. <laughs> yeah, he does. I love him to death, but he takes it to a different level. I still think I'm the brother on Xanax. But I bet his beard looks better. What? Nobody's oh beard looks better than mine. <laughs> You started it now. I know you did. There's things you can say and there's things you can't say. There's too late, said. yeah, too late. I know. Um, but it, but like my dad raised two boys, and my dad would straight up tell me, he's like, "There's all the guns. They're all loaded, mm-hmm. right? And if you ever touch them without my consent, you better hope they go off, and they better hope they kill you. Because if it doesn't, I will." That's what you say to a boy. We had, well, we had a little, we had a little more positive way of putting it. Yeah. Anytime you're curious about it, we Correct. will stop what we're doing and take you out and let you well, shoot. And that's what well, that's where my dad said he's like, and that's where he followed on. Mm-hmm. He said, if you ever want to touch them, all you have to do is ask. ask. Yes. Right. And that's what I've done with my daughter, and in a, in a very in a more princess way, right. And I'm not going to say that to my daughter, but I did that with my daughter, where I was like, hey, you know, it's the same thing as this. How many, how many parents have you seen? They're on their phone and their kid, like Tom, if I'm, he's on his phone and I snatch the phone out of your hand, right. how many times have you seen kids do that? I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like that, that's a, that to me, that's a breakdown in parenting. Absolutely. That, that you would allow your child, you are condone it. Sure. Right. To snatch your phone out of your hand to go play a video game. Well, it's in the bill of rights. You do know they, oh, yeah. un- they oh think I forgot. That. You're right. Right. <laughs> You're right. So, but like, but that's a respect thing. There's a, there's a, that's a lack of boundaries. Absolutely. And so I I translate the firearms to, this is my wife and I's property, Karen and I's property. Mm -hmm. You are not to touch our property, especially property that can hurt you without asking first. Sure. And so what we prescribe to, oh yeah, there he is. (laughs) Mine's better. My my beard is so much better I than his. Show, I know. That's yeah, but that's again, you know why I'm <laughs> saying beard. his is better because than you're yours. trying to piss me off. I get it. I get it. Because I'm trying to give you a hard time. He he has a lot more gray spots than I do. <laughs> like I got one big one, but he's got a lot more gray. So that's because he's had so much. Never mind. So, but uh, but he's no. got two daughters. Yeah, two daughters and. You only have, see, that makes sense. Yep. You got the one streak. And more ex-wives. Might as well just say it. <laughs> two. That's right. He's got two of those. <laughs> he's got double the daughters and double the ex-wives. <laughs> so he's got double the grand. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I, I didn't mean to take it down this road just by telling him his beard, his beard didn't look as good as yours. But She's anyway. not sorry. <laughs> and neither is Tom. And neither is Karen. <laughs> she neither is enjoying I. this, though, at the moment. Which one? 
Karen is. Oh, Karen. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was the ex-wives, but. Well, I don't. I don't know. They may be enjoying it too. I don't know. Can't I, say that I've met either. I just know well, if I need more firepower, all I have to do is call Susan. Absolutely, honey. You got to come out here and have lunch. And that's right. That's what my lunch tastes like. I just almost we vomited a little bit. We haven't even gotten. St- we haven't scratched the surface. Exactly. Mother yeah. Of God. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think that the whole thing is I gun-proofed my child. Mm-hmm. I did not child-proof my guns. You right. just have to be careful when friends come over that don't well, know those same rules. Yeah, that's right. when we yeah. lock so, things up. Exactly. And- so that's the that's the that's not the an absolutist kind of concept because right. like I've been blessed and you know my wife and I have been blessed um, that Camille, my daughter, is is of natural you know uh, maturity and I think she's a little more mature than her age. Um, she's not on the spectrum. She doesn't have any behavioral or mental health issues. Obviously, if the child is on the spectrum sure or, or mental, yours? she is mine. Um, <laughs> have you seen her? She looks just like me. Like that, I can't not claim that one. That one's that one's mine. No, she's, well, maybe Jeremy could because it's awesome. kind of weird like that, but it's but it's not like that. No, she's she's a great. She's kid. a princess. But like but like obviously, if a child's on the spectrum, then that of course changes that. Sure. That right. or like you said. The 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 uh the friends the, the come friends over. come over. The, Where do they learn? YouTube, uh, they Call of Duty. Never, they never seen a, seen a gun, and they are curious about or, it because nobody's ever talked to them about or, it. Or they've or they've used Nerf guns all their life, and right. so it could be the same thing. Right. Sure. But like that's where you know our training has delineated that as you know we we tell tell people like you know you treat all firearms as if they're loaded. That's a number one that's rule, it. right? But we tell people like, hey, you know, a blue gun, right? We yeah. call it a blue gun, which is a piece of plastic. It's a it's in the color, the shape of a gun, but it's blue. Right. It's a hunk of plastic. That is not a firearm. Right. The Nerf guns are not firearms. Right. And so, like, if you want to point those, like, for example, we, we use blue guns as training aids to learn how to teach people how to point guns at people. Sure. Because we're not going to use real right. firearms. Right. Even though it's, quote, unquote, unloaded. Right. Right. And so, the thing is, people, there's a certain training organizations out there that will say, well, Nerf guns and blue guns are the same as guns because they're guns. The shape of guns. Well, hang on, but we also have to remember that a child that ate a waffle into the shape of oh. a gun was called a gun, also. Uh. And you, you know, you you just go. <laughs> First of all, if you can't, <laughs> it's the, a waffle, people. <laughs> and this may sound disrespectful, but I truly believe it in my 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 heart of hearts and mind of minds. If you cannot cognitively process the difference between a Nerf gun, a waffle gun, a blue gun, and a real gun, right? Then maybe. Maybe using a firearm Isn't. to potentially end another person's life yeah. is not the route for you. Right. It's simply put because because I think of all the people in this of all these people in this room, and I want to convey this is that that it's not easy. No. Oh no. It's not. Well, and that's it's been not. a big push of ours for the mental health people that yeah. work with police departments who have never held a firearm. I said, how can you even begin to work with an officer? First, when you don't even have a inkling of the concept of the magnitude of carrying that thing every day, then pulling it out, and then actually pulling the trigger if you've never even fired Or actually, I'll take it to another level. Even worse, have the preconceived notion based on Hollywood. That too. How easy it is. That so like, like take it to the another spectrum where you're talking about neutrality, where they don't know, right? Sure. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, they see it as, well, you just shoot first, ask questions later. Sure. Even the end right. of watch, which I think with, they, they, with that movie, they did a pretty good job of explaining the inner, the human interaction in the car, right? Mm-hmm. Where you don't take anything seriously, right. right? Until the call comes out, it's time to be serious. Right. And then we joke around. It's time and to go to work. Time okay. to go. Works right. over. Right. Works over. And we're, but we're still at work. Right. Sure. But we're not working. Right. Um, I think that did a great job, but it didn't do, did not do a good job of, of explaining the true realities that, you know, taking a life is, is not this high fives and, you know, go for cold beers kind of thing. You know, it's, it's, Hey, we, we, we survived it. But I think that's the other side is like the counselors are seeing that and going, these guys are, are ready to kill at every day. Or you see, like, you see like, and it's no disrespect to Jake Gyllenhaal and, 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 and Pana, they, they did, they played a part. Right. But they see the guys are like, hey, high five, well, you know, one officer involved shooting, and sure. you know, yeah, it's not that way. I got a, I got a, you know, I got a thing in a, on their belt. And not only Hollywood, but what about the media? Yes. Mm. How many times have we said, 
you know, the biggest critics of, you know, oh, guns are bad and all these shootings and everyone's, <laughs> you know, guilty before just because they watched the video. Let's take every journalist yep. and everyone who's reporting it on TV and let's put you through a couple scenarios. Like and Sheriff we wanna Joe see, did. Yep. We want to see With, uh, how Mr. you Walden. react. And they always, we've seen it happen a few times here and there. We'll have a journalist or, or a news reporter that'll have the courage to do it on, yeah. on air. Yep. And they always have a change of tune. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. They're shooting babies and birds and sidewalks and, and cars I, and trees. Well, right. And wow, I, I really didn't realize it was that difficult. Well, yeah. stop, you know, being the judge and jury. Exactly. On TV where other people jump on the bandwagon. Oh, you're just all going down this yeah. just awful uh, vortex, which is very dangerous. Sure. You know, I've told quite a few cities when I've been in them training and they talk about their council doesn't support them. <laughs> and they think we're just these trigger happy people. And I go, put them on the fats machine that shoots back. Let them get lit up a couple of times. And let me tell you what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> They'll shoot anything that moves. Right. Well, even in our simulator, you know, we, cause we've done civilian simulation for, for now, for, what, three years now, almost yeah. four years now, I've done civilian simulation where ranging from, you know, FATS to TI to Vertra and a myriad of other organ, uh, training, uh, training simulators. And we actually have our own now. Thank God we're, we got blessed to, to buy our own. I'm going to borrow uh, it for a party. Yeah. <laughs> we're we ready. do have zombie let's, shooting let's, on it. Let's too. see what, let's, let's uh, see what drunk cops do. Yeah. <laughs> we are ready. We are All ready. we need is, is about an hour of setup time to set up the tracking camera go. and we are ready to fun. go. But it's, yeah. but like that, we've seen people, we've seen people, um, where, where you have the classic, well, I don't need a CCW to carry a gun in my, in the state. I don't need training. You're, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. And then I hand them the the gun, the simulator gun, and they go in the simulator. Yep. And these guys are typically guys, and they're like, "What do I do? Like, right. figure it no, out." No, you, no you, idea. Yeah. You got it right. You don't need training, right? So, right. well, but go see, that's where I differentiate. I go just because you don't need a CCW doesn't mean you don't need training. But they, but the, but a but lot I, of I know put a it lot of that together. they yeah. a lot of that they 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 coincide that sure. together. Um, and so when we put them in the simulator. We see fruit. We see you know the classic shooting kids or shooting people that don't need to be shot. Dogs, cats. Yeah, or yeah. they don't escalate. They don't escalate properly, and then they in fact get become an, a, sure. a liability and not an asset. Sure. To straight up freezing. Right. Right, and people go well. The freeze aspect. That's that's they're cowards. I'm like no. Nope. They don't have they don't have a GP. They don't have a they don't have the directions in their mind. Right. Training I, hasn't changed because the natural progression is freeze, flee, fight. Correct. And if that isn't changed, and you know everybody talks about fight or flight, they leave the freeze part out. Correct. But that is Correct. the first reaction. Yep. Absolutely. And we see it we see it in our simulator all the time. Sure. And people go, he's a coward. I'm like, no, nope. I turned him down a road. That he doesn't have GPS coordinates for. Yeah. Sure. Has and, no idea where he's at. And so what is that what does that what does that GPS do? The circle of death, right? Yeah. yeah. Recalculating. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had we've had to explain it to friends of ours who've gone through the simulated training where we'd kind of debrief afterwards mm -hmm. at lunch or dinner over maybe over adult beverage. And they'll tell us, man, I hated that. I hated every minute of that. And I'll never want to do that again. And we have to stop them and say, listen. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's a great thing that you've just experienced that. Because it you may be hot not. Damn, let's go do this again in real life. Well, you have those of us that do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, the yeah. A-type, like yeah. we run to the gunfire, right. all that crazy stuff, yeah. right? But from a civilian standpoint. And yeah. And so we have to explain it to them. Yeah. Like, listen, let me, let me, I'll tell, I won't say her name, but I said, let me explain it this way. The great thing about what you just experienced is if you were in, say, a Costco or, God forbid, a restaurant or somewhere, and you do see something kicking off, mm -hmm. now you know you don't want anything to do with that. So you may turn around and get the heck out of there, whereas maybe before this training, you would have froze. Sure. Or and involved I said, yourself. Sure. And got yeah, way over got, your head. And, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And now you know you don't want to carry... You don't feel comfortable carrying a gun sure. in your purse or sure. whatever. And so we've yeah, we've we, had to break it down for them and they go, Yeah, I guess you're right. You but, know, but we've sense. had we've had certain, you know, we've had that's the the proverbial spectrum of of reactions to I, I th this isn't for me and, and I'm like, you know, and it's not that I'm saying good for you, but at least you realize it through an educational process. That's exactly. the time to mm -hmm. figure that out. It's just like a, Absolutely. A, an officer that goes to the academy 100%. and gets him to field train and he realizes 
This is not for me. Correct. Sure. More right. power to you. Exactly. It's okay. Yes. Because right. I don't want, because like, I, I think all of us agree that the last thing you want to have that officer experience is a critical incident. Yeah. They fail miserably and it costs them or somebody, or somebody else's yeah. lives. That's yeah. it. And you're like, and you're like, and they, and they, and then they, they go through the couldas and the woodas and the shouldas. Yeah. Sure. And they say, you know, six months before this, I didn't think I wanted to be a cop. And you're like, Oh yeah. My, and then you were the guy that signed off as field training. Oh yeah. Right. And, or you, or you were this right. peep partner. It's like that to me, that's terrifying. Yeah. I had one in a new recruit class here several years back that week one of the Academy. I always ask the question, who wants to be Sheriff Taylor and Mayberry? Never had anybody raise their hand. This guy did. <laughs> and I went, huh? Who hired you? <laughs> Gilbert PD. I'm looking at the RTS in the back going, living Gilbert. He got to go. He, he didn't, he didn't last. But I thought, what even prompted him to want to do this, to go through an academy, if he didn't even want to have to carry a gun? I, I, go be a social worker. There are lots of things you can go out and help people. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but why would you even start the process? It's I, I don't know. I mean, I've I've had I've heard I've heard this because uh, it's because it it has decent pay. Mm-hmm. Maybe the the dad dad or. Dad was a cop, or dad was a cop, or something like that. Sure, I've had that. Um, what was the other kids? The other kid that wanted to—I say kid—and they're like twenty-one years old, like I'm some old fart or something like that. <laughs> you are entitled you millennials. Yeah, you do. I know I have much more, but I'm older. Than That's this, the so kettle calling itself it. black right there, <laughs> or gray for that matter. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why people, or I want to make a positive impact in my community, okay. and then what Otherwise. I do. And then what I do is I'll I'll take them to the nastiest alleyway, yeah, and and go hey go talk to that guy and try to make a the meth tweaker that's losing his mind and you know meth sure. induced like go make a positive as I'm smiling go make a positive change in his life and he's like no no take me back to the station please no as Kevin Hart said he wasn't ready. <laughs> well, I think what you're doing is is amazing and very long overdue, and I'm glad you didn't put firearms in your title because again there's so many other things that people can learn and you know i i encouraged the other day a a mom and her daughter to get into a krav maga class you know she was talking about you know i don't ever want her to go anywhere or do anything and all this stuff and i'm like you can't you can't isolate them forever so you prepare them the best way you know how Give them some tools and things that they can use that you can be confident they can get themselves out of a situation if they get into it. And I think that's what too much of the helicoptering parenting has done. And again, their noses are in these, mm-hmm. walking around the streets. She's pointing to her cell phone for the record. Driving, right. and and they probably guessed what it was. But anyway, um, but their nose is in something else other mm-hmm. than paying attention to an environment. And that screams victim right there. It just does. Right. Because they're looking for an opportunity. Yes. You know, I luckily for me, I've never been attacked. I like to think it's because I have that command presence and I'm paying attention. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, I could get whacked walking out of here today. I I have no idea. But I think that we all understand the sheep and the sheepdog and and, and how they're opportunists and they're just looking for that easy victim. And I think even before the Krav Maga, before the karate, before the fight, there's still so much that we can teach in just avoidance sure, and not even putting yourself in the situation to begin with. But the problem with that is, and that's the biggest hurdle that we have from that perspective is you can't quantify what you completely prevent. Right. You can't, mm-hmm. right, right? Right. I mean, we can't, right. we can't quantify, we can't quantify. Happen, the, we don't right? know. Right. right. Like, then that's, and that's where they're, they, you know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I, you know, well, what's the probability of us, of us being attacked? Well, wh- how many probabilities, how much probability could you have been attacked if you sure. weren't such a, if you were a soft target or a hard target or sure. it, it, that's the sad state of affairs is like, we walk, I, like I'm blessed to have people like you guys in my life that, you know, it's, and it's sad because it, like we teach our safety and awareness class and a lot of people look at our, like what we're teaching, just very basics, just be aware, right? These are the, these are what criminal trends are. These are the criminal mindset. What is a criminal? And they look at us like we're, like we're wizards. 
and, 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 and we laugh and we laugh and we laugh and we laugh, and we laugh sure. because we take that knowledge for granted but you know right? i think and but i think what some women need to hear because i can remember flying back into phoenix delayed flight i wasn't supposed to get in at night at that time i was in terminal two parking garage oh that's scary that Sketch. is pitch black dark yeah. and there's hardly anybody around and of course, didn't have a gun because I couldn't have Just it the on plane. the plane. Yeah. And it's in my glove box. Good plan. Got to get there first. And I remember just having a pen in one hand. And at that time, I used to wear the spike heels running through airports in my younger, skinnier days. You know. <laughs> and I remember thinking that spiked heel could do a lot of damage if I needed to. I had a plan in place. And I remember getting to my car and almost laughing at being proud of myself that I had that. And doggone, nobody challenged me, and I wanted right. to see if it would have worked. I was almost yeah. disappointed. Boy, you were ready, though, with all your scenarios ready. that you played out in I your mind. I was ready. And every cop in Alabama who knows me says, Susan Nutt and Carrie, and thinking she'll have to defend herself, she's afraid she'll miss a chance to shoot somebody. A, a crazy Southern lady, red-headed Southern lady. There may be. A, she didn't that, defend herself. That, that is so great, know. and that's what... That's what Dave Grossman preaches. Yes, you know. Yes, you're, and that's what they taught us in the Air Marshal Academy. Your your body won't go, or your mind has never been. Absolutely. And if that's just the one thing that you can teach young adults, young women, to just you don't have to be afraid of everybody. Right. You know what do they say? What's that one saying that they say like you're nice to everybody, but but you could but you could kill them like within a minute or oh, within, yeah. Uh, with, uh, treat everybody like a million dollars and find a million ways to kill them. Find a million ways to kill them. That's correct. And it's uh, kind of psychotic, Mattis, I guess, Mattis. if you yeah. think about it. Well, but when you know, you're looking at things super like friendly to everyone that I meet, but I think yeah. but, I got to figure you but can out. I, yeah. but can I smile at somebody while I'm punching them in the face? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The young girl that her fiance has, you know, I don't even think they found him yet. Landry, laundry, laundry. Oh, yeah, Brandon, yeah, laundry. But you know, you even think about it just because you're engaged to somebody doesn't make you safe. How much domestic violence do we have? And, Again, we've had a lot on the show already. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, but that's wait okay. till later. Yeah, there's no video camera. Don't worry about it. Um, I'll say he fell or walked into a door. <laughs> but you even think about just even home life. We're not we're not talking about just the stranger stuff. Yeah. But if more women were prepared, even for that first time that domestic violence thing happens, a lot of domestic violence wouldn't happen again. Right. And it's just about bringing awareness to people. That's all right. it is. And it's, it's so powerful. It is. And it's something that maybe we can, you know, maybe over the years we can start to change it. Sure. Even if it's just one person at a time. Yeah. And that's, well, that's why, and, that, and that's, that's why I think I'm happier than I've ever been in my entire life. Um, because I became completely apathetic in the law enforcement world. Sure. Um, in my very short tenure in law enforcement. Um, but it, it was like, it's, it's so refreshing to talk to people and it's just, it's like, you can feel that change. You can feel that, that positive change to, to somebody and just go, wow, this is awesome. Yep. Waved at with all five fingers. Instead yes. of one. Instead of that middle, <laughs> instead of that middle finger. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, as we wrap this thing up, um, Tom, you got anything further you want to throw in here on all of this? No, I think um, what you guys are doing with your company is very needed yes. for the civilian population. I think it's great, especially to have a yeah. put people through a simulator and let them realize right what they can and can't do. Sure. Or just just that experience of putting them so far out of their comfort zone. That's it. I mean, that's yeah. amazing. Well, we're we're slowly trying. We're slowly getting in the law enforcement world, you know, officer mm -hmm. by officer, and that's the goal as well. Because we just had a recent uh, female officer uh, in a southern agency in Pima County. Um, you know, she had a very negative experience in the academy with firearms training, extremely negative, like mansplained beyond belief, yelled at, you're going to get fired if you don't qualify. And she has very limited experience with firearms before that. Right. And so she was just petrified. <clears throat> and luckily her mom uh, is a former, former police officer and her, her, uh, her stepmom, stepmom, stepmom and her dad is a former police officer. And so they didn't want her to become a cop, but she did. Sure. Um, so she came to a two day class with us and she was very hesitant to take a class with us. Very, very hesitant. Um, but she trusted her mom, her stepmom and her dad. And she came and she was all smiles. 
Um, I'm posting it on social media here. Um, <clears throat> post it on Instagram and be posted on Facebook, but all smiles. She's like, is this what it's like? I'm like, this is what it should be like, mm-hmm. right? This is what it should be like. It, it's serious business. But let's have fun in the process. And that's the goal. Yeah. That's the well, goal as and well those from the law enforcement side. Out there in law enforcement having to recall and stuff. Yeah. You know, under those conditions, whether it's in the academy or recall after you've been on the job for a short time, it can become a psychological thing. It, firearms is as much psychological, I think, as it is physiological. Yeah. And it's like the officer that I, I think I've sent a couple to you that yeah. were struggling yeah. with recalls and they just needed a little fine-tuning, one-on-one kind mm-hmm. of stuff because yeah. the more pressure there is, then the the well, worse you do. Well, and yeah. even even as an experienced officer and, and, and fire instructor like I was, when I when I went to fire instructor school, mm-hmm. you know, AZ Post fire instructor school, day one, hour one, you have to shoot the AZ Post qual. Right. And you have to score 235 on that qual. No pressure. So that means I can miss three shots no out pressure. of 50. Yep. Right. It's time to proverbial nut up or shut up. Yep. So I had 25 knuck and they're all man because it's, you know, it's an alpha kind of thing. And, and so I have 25 knuckle dragger type a men and 20 of them made it to the classroom after day one hour one, five were dismissed because I knew that I had this, I was no, I was, I've never been happy to miss one shot on my qual. Mm-hmm. Than that day, two forty-five. I'm going back to the classroom and not the car. But then you go back to the classroom and there are four empty seats with their name, you know, the AZ Post name tags, the sure. the uh, the tents. Yep. And they just collect them all up and yep. and they go. They didn't make it. And it's 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 a real. I mean, and so that's a performance on demand test. Sure. That I felt. Now imagine doing that every year. Yep. Yep. That's unfortunate. Well, yeah. and that's why I say this, because I don't think a lot of police, I think they think they just need to get out of the range on their own. But sometimes it's just tweaking something that somebody else can see. So don't think this is just about civilian stuff. Yeah. You guys can help the sworn ones also, Correct. that this isn't well, necessarily their. And this is from, a, this is actually from a book called Peak, which actually is a sports performance book. It's it's mm-hmm. a super nerdy book. It's awesome. Um, but they talk about practice right practice does not make perfect right it, it, most Pick people bad habits sometimes. right so you have naive practice yes. right you have purposeful practice and then the the granddaddy of them all is you have deliberate practice sure and that's where a lot of people focus on the goal so much that the process has become a byproduct yes well if they get so goal oriented they, they don't have any processes in place they never achieve the goal right, right. well if you're process oriented and not goal oriented, you focus on the processes, the goal will be become a byproduct. Sure. Right. And so sure. I, t- I translate it to this, you know, the first part of the year for, if you go to the gym all year, right. How much does that first quarter suck going to the gym? Because yeah. where is it? Everybody's in the gym. Well, it depends on if you're standing around talking to people. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're doing. Or they're, or you're going to your favorite leg machine. Right. You're going to your favorite leg That's machine. That's all you do. Right. Well, you as a deliberate person, you know, we work legs and then you work arms and you work right. chest and back and it's leg day, right? You mm-hmm. go to leg machine, the first quarter of the gym and the person on the machine is doing neck exercises on the leg machine. Right. <laughs> that person right. is practicing sure. right. while you're focusing on deliberate practice. Sure. And that's where, again, I've had to, in my career, and I can say for, for, for everybody here, and it doesn't even just translate into law enforcement. You haven't learned in your comfort zone. It doesn't growth doesn't right. happen in that comfort zone. Right. Eating humble pie, it tastes like shit every day. Sure, but we learn so much better from that. And it, and it, and it's not even humble pie. It's not a debil- look at that failure. It's just like hey, let's let's learn. Um, and and shut down the egos real sure. quick. Um, so yeah, that's the goal is to, is to get not into law enforcement world and teaching law enforcement agencies, but individuals. Help but, them one by one. Yeah. But we can, though. I think that's of the we point. Can, yeah. is, you know, yeah. we can teach someone, like we, I was saying before, where the bullets go in, where the bullets come out, kids, yeah. families. Sure. Or we can teach moving and shooting. We can teach tactics. We're both certified, sure. you know, on the law enforcement side. just needs side, maybe a so. little bit more or something else is going on. Yeah. And, and I, they you know. just need something. in it Because I don't think you, one of those that I sent to you, I don't think you worked with him, but once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was like Rayquel was fine. Two, uh, I guess, spent two hours, one hour, and then we went back another week, let him digest it, and then come back, and yeah, I, I didn't see any problems at yeah. all. And but there were some things that you were able to correct sure. for him, help him fine tune. And a lot of that came from it's. This is going to sound shitty, but a lot of it was was due to the environment that they sure. were in, and yep. 
And I, I did not prescribe to, I didn't fit into the law enforcement firearms instructor community very mm-hmm. well. I didn't. And I, just full disclosure. Sure. And so there's some future opportunities that I won't divest into this, into this, but I have some future opportunities in the law enforcement world to do that. And my goal is to, is to be a difference in that culture. Good. Um, to change that in the positive light, because yeah. like, Hey, we, this is serious business. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But why do we have to, why do we have to hate while we're doing it? Right. Like, yeah. why do we have to like, sure. Like you're like, Josh, you laugh all the time. I'm like, yeah. Why, why not? Why not? Right. Like Absolutely. why, why not? You're, 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 you think better. You've learned better in a positive frame of mind. And sure. And like this brotherhood and sisterhood that I thought I joined. Sometimes I'm like, what are we doing here? So I think we all feel that way. Yeah. Anywho. Well, we hope y'all will come back again. Yes. And I would be remiss if I let this show go without talking about the tragedy in Tucson today, where we lost a DEA agent, which is near and dear to my heart, obviously, having been in that family for 20 years. And our understanding is is that one other is injured as well as another officer, and then a civilian was killed on the train. It was a Amtrak situation where we don't have the whole story, but... um. Please keep all of those people in your prayers, those who love and worked with them, and um, keep their families there, too. That's that's kind of a scary situation when it was just a routine. Nothing really should be routine in law enforcement, not even an Amtrak train. But um, please keep them in your thoughts and prayers because it's going to hit hard. I don't even remember when DEA lost one the last time this company launched off of the death of a DE agent and his presidential proclamation hangs in, in the office, uh, George Doug Althouse, May 28, 1992. So um, please uh, join us again. Uh, we'll have a surprise visit next time. We never know right necessarily where it's going to be going and when it's going to happen. But um, we appreciate all of you out there, especially the first responders, all the sacrifices that are made. And we really appreciate the families because that's where the ultimate sacrifices are coming from, and I just don't think they hear it enough. And so that's why we're here for you at Under the Shield. You can call us 24-7, uh, 365 at 855-889-2348. And my cell is 334-324-3570. We never ask your name. We don't keep notes and records on anybody but Josh. And uh, <laughs> there's always an exception to the rule, and it's just for fun. <laughs> you know, I was about to say thank you, Susan, for everything you do and how wonderful you were and how gracious ahead, you are. And I take it all back. <laughs> I know better. <laughs> and Karen, we were glad to have you with us. Thank also, you so much. Also, keep him straight. God bless you. I pray for you every night because you got your hands struggle. full with that one. The struggle is real. I know. <laughs> I I know. I understand. I've come I close. COVID. Every you know, every month of COVID yes. was like a year of marriage. Yes. So we, I feel like we've been married for like eighteen years. <laughs> you hear my eyes roll right now. <laughs> but anyway, come back and and join us again. We'll have Karen and Josh back again. Thank you and for having us. Absolutely. And Tom, are you gonna? Jump ship on me, or are you going to come back next time? Oh, I'm definitely coming back. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah, we're, Tom and I are actually going to be doing one in San Diego in November. Ooh. Don't know who yet. We'll Sounds find rough. somebody. Maybe we'll travel with you. Come on. <laughs> we'll, we'll find somebody. We'll drag somebody off the That's street right. or whatever. Yeah. Actually, I, gotta, I may have an idea for you. So. <laughs> Good. Right. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for listening, and tune in to us again next week um, here at Under the Shield Presents Five in Progress. Mm-hmm.